Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Let's have all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey, dog. Do you like BarkBox? Well, you heard them, folks. And luckily for you, BarkBox is offering an opportunity to receive one free extra month of BarkBox at BarkBox.com. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. To receive one month free, go to GetBarkBox.com slash babes. Again, that's GetBarkBox.com slash B-A-B-E-S. From Welcome to the podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Jen. I'm Nat. I'm Jenny. And we are the Art History Babes. Oh, we're going to talk about Europe. Europe. We actually got back a while ago, but you wouldn't know because sometimes we're mysterious <laughs> where we we've are been and laying, where we are. We've been laying low. I think we got back from Europe. We needed and- to like detox for a bit we just need to lay low like i've i mentioned it already before been just like chilling in my room with my rabbit watching the great british baking show yeah and it's been like the best detox ever that is really awesome yeah i should have done more of a detox in the sense that i just got back from this crazy metal festival <laughs> where i got where your hair was straight and so long oh my god i straightened my hair and was like what where did all this come from <laughs> i was in the pit just like crazy. <laughs> it was awesome um i just now have regained a uh, full motion in my neck and um i got real turnt Real turn. Got turn. Um, and I probably had no business doing that because we literally drank every day in Europe. Although, yeah. although we kept it medium style and I'm really proud of us. There was a couple of nights, but for the most part it was medium style yeah. drinking, but constant media constant yeah. medium style I mean, drinking. You can just drink in the street, dude. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> we but did that. I just want to do that the all the time. How do you people over there in Europe not just drink in the streets all the time? <laughs> they can whenever they want, so it it's not its novel. Yeah. It's just, for us, that forbidden fruit complex yeah. that us Americans do. We were so 
excited every time we could drink in the street. It was ridiculous. Oh, I know. I was <laughs> like, oh, I'm just going to drink my polliner in the street. Oh, it was so great. I don't have to put it in a paper bag. <laughs> yeah, but since we got back, the only time, for the most part, look, been laying very low. I did kind of do it up recently in San Diego when I saw Fleet Mac Wood. Oh, my God. Which I need yeah. to give a shout out to. Fleet Mac Wood, there are these two DJs, and they have just been traveling the world, and they do nothing but Fleetwood Mac remixes, mm. and they're doing it for the 40th anniversary of Rumors. I want to see that. They're rumors amazing. is... Yeah. Rumors is yeah. right, oh, so good. And the and yeah. the the the, the female <laughs> member of the duo dresses as Stevie Nicks. Oh. It's like it's just beautiful. And then they have projections. They have a screen and projections of just all these clips of Fleetwood Mac. It was like everything I could have ever wanted. Yeah. I was like, I'm so about all of this that's happening right now. And it was like such a fun mix of people because you had. Like, people kind of like my vibe that are into, like, your underground, like, weird house music. But yeah. you also had just, like, middle-aged women that love Fleetwood Mac. It was just such a cool, eclectic mix of people just, like, at this really dope kind of underground club in San Diego. And they're amazing. And they're still on tour. So if you can catch them somewhere, check them out. Or check them out on SoundCloud because they're just fantastic. That's totally valid that you turned up. Yeah, right? And their remix of Rhiannon is mm. unbelievable. You know? Unbelievable. A friend of mine has this deck of cards called Goddess Cards. Ooh. Where they're, I, I don't fully understand them. I only played them one time. Well, played them. I don't know if that's the right word. But basically, <laughs> you know, you spread the deck out and then you pick three cards and they have all of these different goddesses from like multiple different faith backgrounds. Nice. And those three are supposed to be the ones that are like, with you helping you out in that day or in that week or whatever what i want one and um most of the ones i pulled were egyptian ones and i was like that makes sense and they were all about like strength and independence i was like fuck yeah but um <laughs> Hell yeah. my friend pulled rihanna and i was love like, it girl not, love it not rihanna Rihanna. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I mean, was, Rihanna wouldn't be I, I bad either. Like, yeah. She should be in there. Yeah. She should be yeah. in the updated version. Yeah. I'm sure Those, she made the she cut. Should be in there. We, we, we salute you. We really do. Both. Always yeah. and forever. Yeah. <laughs> Always and forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, since we've gone back, I've, I also haven't gone too wild. Like, I did a 4th of July getaway that was far too soon after getting back from literally Europe. the day I know, like I after like, we I got, got back this. and then at like 10 30 p.m I was like I need to get horizontal <laughs> and not go to the casino in Tahoe like everyone else wants to do oh girl but then I went to a 90s themed going away party that was on a party bus on Saturday that sounds amazing Ooh. I dressed like myself because I was wearing my ripped jeans and a black sweater and a cami top and then I had dark lipstick and straight hair with little tendrils Whoa. so like it kind of didn't look like me but also people were like this is a lot of what you wear normally <laughs> I was like, huh. Oh. Well, the 90s, the 90s looks are coming back yeah, in the style. Because like, some people were going for, like, the very bright color and, like, 
backwards like the windbreakers the windbreaker like Reebok kind of shit and that's like on the cusp of like 80s to 90s right 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 because originally I was like sweet this party's happening I'll just raid my mom's closet and my mom was like bitch she doesn't call me bitch (laughs) (laughs) I'm really like imagining your mom calling you bitch though (laughs) she was like Jenny, <laughs> you were born in 1990. I was not given any shit about fashion in the 90s. Like, if you were going to an 80s party, I got you, but 90s, no. I so. would go I would go full Clueless vibes, I think, if I was yeah. going to a 90s party. I'd do yeah. the Clueless thing for yeah, sure. Totally. But yeah, and what about you, Nat? Well, have you Lost. done anything since getting back from She's overseas? done so much. Like, you did it up. <laughs> Oh, well, I went to Croatia. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that like, little thing. I well, I guess, yeah. I mean, I went to New York. Too. Yeah. You, you so I guess we did do a lot. Uh, <laughs> since I've been back, I've been to Napa. That was nice. Drank some good wine. Straight mm. chill vibes in Napa, though. Yeah. This this boyfriend in the wine in- industry thing is really working out for me. Cheers to that, yeah. girl. Link <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Um, <laughs> Can I try this? Yeah, it's really good. We're drinking um, wine. We're drinking our art history babes wine tonight. We're also drinking a sidecar uh, orange pale ale from Sierra Nevada. Sponsor us. Um, it's <laughs> oh, that's good. It's really good. That's really good. Um, yeah. So, um, who's heard the knee dying fetus? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is that a metal thing? Uh, it's a metal thing. Totally. No, I'm I'm, I'm JK. Um, I'm like just always throwing little hints. Like I'm like wishing that we just had like metalhead listeners that are like, yes. I bet you we have, well, we definitely have a few. We have that girl from Lithuania that oh, saw you yeah. at that concert. At the Napalm Deaf show in San Francisco. I was there. I was there. This was like last year. It was kind of weird. I was on a date with a guy that I didn't really like that much. <laughs> and I was like trying to get away from him and she must have seen me at some point and been like what i recognize you anyway yeah i'm i mean i'm not on board with the metal scene but as we discussed before i definitely in my younger years i i bridged the the new metal the new metal pop before like we were singing system of a down oh yeah at the top of our lungs in berlin we definitely and were. that was so fun so let's watching speaking of before we dive in though just kind of speaking i i feel like i have to do this personally for myself but speaking of the like saying. new metal rock vibe my like oh. literally my middle school obsession oh rest in the most peace Chester Bennington. Chester, like, I hope you're not crawling in your skin for anymore. Real. I hope that those for wounds real. have healed. To be complete, like, I legitimately cried. Like, it was like a real... It's okay. I cried when Prince died. I it was, yeah. And the reason I want to talk about this is because there's been so many, you know, like, celebrity deaths. There always are. And I think I teared up a little bit when Prince died, too. That was, like, a I, rough yeah, one. Yeah, I cried. But, like, learning about this one, for me personally was really big because he's legitimately someone who kind of shaped who I was in like middle school Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. helped me through a lot of like depression and then to see like him succumb to it is really heartbreaking so like honestly totally sincerely like rest in peace dude that's like a total yeah dude total bummer rest in peace condolences to the family for real I just wanted to quickly you know I don't want to start a whole tangent but I've just been seeing a lot of really shitty shit 
that people are saying on social media about suicide and like how selfish it was for him to do that and whatever. And it's like, um, I don't know. Like, if you have that point of view, you have obviously never struggled with depression. Yeah. So keep yeah. your stupid, shitty views to yourself because yeah. that's a bad view and you should feel bad if you legitimately feel that and way. And if that is what you think, like, I would honestly say before you go on a Twitter rant, yeah. educate yourself. Reevaluate. Yeah. Like, reevaluate and consider that you may be wrong because that's um, Just a messed up your, thing to say. Acknowledge your privilege of not knowing what that feels exactly. like. And don't try and make other people feel feel bad for going through something that you haven't experienced like that's yeah if you just think about it rationally that's just cold like that's a yeah, hard thing to do and to like, other people even just going back to the like very kind of old traditional saying of like don't speak ill of the dead and like to a certain degree you can but <laughs> at the same time it's like this person like committed suicide so like really you saying like shitty things about them it's like what's the fucking point and, and it's not, and not so... on a whim like whatever your views on suicide like i feel like a lot of people act like it's a moment of just, it's just like projecting onto shit yeah, that you don't understand like, obviously he had a long long battle exactly with mental if, illness if you with... ever listened to lincoln park like that's the thing is like his music was about like his experiences with depression and trying to overcome that and his battle back and forth. So like, if you know anything about the art that he left the world, you know that this, he's been dealing with this since he was a child. So fucking respect that. Like it's not your, a lot of people in the process. Exactly. Myself included. That's a very real thing. Like I was so hardcore into them. I, I made fan art. Like I, I met them. I've met him before. Like, yeah, I was like, I was in their, their fan club. Like he and that band meant everything to me when I was going through one of the hardest times in my life. So like, yeah, regardless of what your beliefs on things like suicide are like, just respect what he experienced and what he went through and realize that like maybe it's not your experience but it you don't need to comment on it just have some respect (laughs) yeah and at the very at the very very least if you can't do that respect his family enough to not run your mouth on the internet yeah Yeah. like at the very very least and then it's such a thing we've been dealing because like we also recently lost chris cornell which was a fucking bummer man so that was rough sad just like why just don't be a keyboard lawyer, okay? Because you're not a lawyer, you are being a cowardly jerk. Anyway, I never heard that expression. I like it though. I know keyboard warrior, but I don't like <laughs> warrior. It sounds too prestigious. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I like I said roll better. No, no, that's keyboard voyeur. That's interesting. (laughs) These are all interesting words we're dealing with. Oh man! But at the risk of going off on this insane tangent, (laughs) I know. (laughs) I mean, our listeners are already like, "Weren't you going to talk about Europe?" (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Um, Let's talk about Europe, you guys. Yeah, let's. Okay, we're going to bring it back up. Bring things back up into a happy place. We're bringing it back, which was our two amazing, crazy weeks in in Europe. (laughs) It was insanity. So when I picked Corey up from the airport, we were driving through San Francisco and I was just like, dude, I'm so exhausted. I don't even know how we did that. And she was just talking about like how 
she's so tired. She just wanted to lock herself away for like days on end and just be an introvert for a while. And then we figured out that we really, we tried to do too much. We were Icarus and we flew too close to the sun. Four cities in two weeks. In four countries in two weeks. Four countries in two weeks. Is... Uh, I don't know if I would recommend it. <laughs> don't do it. Although, I mean, we had an amazing Or also time. do it. I don't yeah, know. Honestly, <laughs> actually do it. And then the next vacation you do, because I was already thinking, like, the next shit I do, I'm just going to go to, like, one, maximum two places, and it's going to be by the beach, and yeah. it's going to yeah. include a lot of me being on my ass. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. A legit I mean, vacate. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't change it for the no, world. No, at all. We saw so much. And we, we did. did so much. So um, where should we start? Maybe we should because our girl Ginny left a day before all of us. I did. So maybe Ginny would you like to do a quick rundown of your experiences in sure. Copenhagen and Reykjavik? Yeah. 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 Flew into Reykjavik. It was a warm day for them in that it was 58 degrees. <laughs> Reykjavik is a really cool city. It's um, not a city in the way that many of us would think of a city and that it is very small. And you can walk the perimeter. perimeter. <laughs> that was awesome. Sorry. That was my Icelandic accent. Okay. No. Um, um, you can walk like kind of across Reykjavik in a day, which is really nice. Like the public transportation there is fine, but you don't even really need it. I had the best fish and chips in my damn life. Oh. Sorry, the UK, but Iceland's got you beat. <laughs> and it went to a really really cool cemetery where they had a species of moss that only grew in that cemetery nowhere else That's in insane. Iceland so they were very conscious about preserving it something about i guess the dead bodies oh and the climate or something where this species of moss only there and like i don't know i'm always really interested to go to cemeteries in other countries because Oftentimes, they're far more beautiful than ours are. Um, And there's just more attention paid to them. But it was really cool. Like, they had um, these little plots with, like, beautiful wildflowers everywhere. Like, it wasn't as manicured as a lot of what we have. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Very, like, overgrown, but in a beautiful way. Yeah. Um, So, spent a lot of time there. And then there is a hill... I don't know how to pronounce it in the correct way, but I want to call it Pufta. But like, oh, that's so cute. That's I hope it's right. I hope that's it's right. right. It's like a man-made hill, and they have a recreation of a traditional Icelandic fishing house built on the top. But it's small. It's tiny, and you can walk up top and like spiral around and go to the top. Unfortunately, they were laying new grass, so we couldn't do that. But um, we weren't there for very long. It was just kind of a layover spot because flights to Iceland are so dang cheap. Tip. If you're trying to go anywhere else in Northern Europe, it would probably benefit you to fly through Reykjavik. And then we went to the Blue Lagoon, which is like a geothermal natural spa. Looks so cool. Um, Which was dope. I want to get in that. You put on a mud mask and you float around. You can float up to a bar and order some Prosecco. Yes. It was windy as hell when we were there. I had a, a... Plastic cup of Prosecco, fresh, fresh cup. (laughs) Hadn't even had a sip. Placed it along the edge. A gust of wind knocked it into the pool. (laughs) 
And I like swam back to the bar and there were these like Icelandic teenagers. And I was like, I don't know if you saw, but my Prosecco just got blown into the water. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, no problem. They gave me another. <laughs> but um, it was really cool, especially when I was there in June. It was light. The majority of the time, it was kind of dark for a few hours, like early, early in the morning. And then the sun was right back up, which was a trip. But that was really cool. And from there, I went to Copenhagen. A good friend of mine is in grad school for architecture and was interning at an architecture firm there. And apparently the Danes are like the creme de la creme of architecture. His quote is, the Danes do design like nobody else. (laughs) Um, Pointed out some crazy buildings to me. Like, oh my (laughs) God. I'm sure it's I mean, but honestly, the buildings were nuts. There was one that is at an angle and they're going to eventually build a ski slope in there. And they use renewable energy and like, they have a steam spout and they designed it to be like, it doesn't just push out steam like in a normal kind of smokestack fashion they push it out in smoke rings steam <gasps> rings did you take a picture of that i couldn't capture it fully oh, that's so cool though i even the copenhagen airport because i flew right? out of the copenhagen airport on my way beautiful. home it was great beautiful. i ate great we hung yeah. out it was oh, lovely great food open air markets easy to get around very yeah. friendly people. The Danes are some of the happiest people in the world. Very, yeah. They're very financially stable. I, that's been, yeah, that's been like proven <laughs> sociologically, yeah. actually. Their money's pretty. What's the kroner? Kroner, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is cool looking. Their lives are beautiful. They, yeah, their coins have little hearts on them. No wonder they're Oh, delightful. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of young parents. And at first I was like, why? And then um, people who knew better were like, it's because they can afford to. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, very cool city. Everyone bikes. Um, I do not bike at all. And I biked there and I didn't uh, crash or harm myself or others. So that was a success. Good job. Um, my blog post on the website is about the Louisiana Museum of Modern Art, which was really cool. You, It's a train ride outside of Copenhagen. Uh, it was like 20, 30 minutes, totally doable. But it was just a beautiful museum in terms of the grounds and the building itself. And the collection was really cool. Their main exhibit was um, Marina Abramovich which was really oh, intense, man, that's amazing. but impressive. And it was like an expansive exhibit, like from her covering like multiple decades of her nice. work. Like Have her, you guys watched The Artist Was Present? Yeah. And they so had good. lots of clips of that. And the clip of when Ule comes like, oh my God. Ule, man. That's kind of off topic, but I was having a conversation with my boyfriend recently. And we were discussing... Like, if we could be famous, what kind of famous we'd want to be. Like, mm-hmm. who we'd want to be. And yeah. he said he'd want to be Ule. You know? <laughs> and I was like, I think that's a good pick. Like, yeah. it's very, like, low-key famous. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he still, like, made such cool work. But he didn't, like... He's just, like, a cool dude who wears Converse now. Like, yeah, respect right? That. Right? <laughs> respect that. But, yeah, so that was the main exhibit. And that was really interesting. Um, it parts, I found it overwhelming just because... There were lots of sights and sounds that after a while it was kind of like, whoa. But um, what I had said in the blog post as well, because I was there with our friend who goes to grad school with us and then I was there with two friends of mine who are not in the arts. Like they know a decent amount and they're both like very smart women. But it was interesting to see how they reacted 
to that exhibit because one of them was like, oh, this is a lot. And the other one like fell behind us by like 20, 30 minutes. And she was just like, I fucking loved it. <laughs> so it's, it's cool if you can get a chance to go to museums with people who have nothing to do with art and just kind of like not go with the goal of like, we're all going to stick together and just see how people kind of progress through that. So that was really cool. And um, there's a whole sculpture garden outside and you can see like the bay and like, you know, it's just beautiful. And they had like a really delicious buffet, uh, lots of rye bread and butter. The Danes love that. So I've been delightful. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that was like my experience in those two places. Lots of good food, cool parks, happy people, nice people. Everyone speaks English. We are so privileged. <laughs> For we are real. so <laughs> privileged. It is insane. Everyone speaks English. Like that is the universal. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Like uh, my friend that was um, working at the architecture firm, his two friends that worked there with him, one was um, this really sweet girl from Spain and then another was this really cool guy from Italy and they all like collectively just spoke English with each other. And I asked the two of them if they spoke any Danish and they were like, uh, not really like and the Spanish girl was like, I speak German, so sometimes I'll use that, depending, but, like, mostly it's English. Like, that's the mm-hmm. fallback. And mm-hmm. I was like, damn. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Kind of an offshoot, but when I left you all and went to Croatia, we stopped in Sweden and had two lovely hosts meet us because we had, like, a seven-hour layover. And it was, like, a friend of a friend who met us and showed us around, and they were both, like, these Swedish guys who spoke English so so well. Oh my god. And they were like Swedish men. They were talking about how rusty they were and it was just like Stop we it. we had to seriously <laughs> like perfect. look them in the eyes and be like you guys don't understand. Your English is so so good. And Ooh, I feel like we had that experience everywhere. Like yeah, it's um, very common for them to act like it's mediocre. But like one of the guys I was talking to about language in particular and he said they start learning English around first or second grade. Aww. Yeah, so they, they start learning English. And then from there in junior high and like through high school. And by the way, he knew all of these terminologies because they don't call it junior high in high school. So he like knew enough to explain to me, the dumb American, what he was talking about. God, they're so smart. But they, then they had options to take languages like Spanish, to take German, Italian. They had all of these options on top of English. As, but English was like the basic at second grade level. You mm-hmm. learn that. Then from there, you can take whatever you choose. And he knew like four languages pretty fluently. Oh, man. And he's on, it's like, amazing. While Ginny was, um, you know, chilling in the Blue Lagoon... <laughs> Natalie, Corey, and I landed in Paris. Paris! And, um, oh my god. (laughs) Paris was amazing. It was so great. It was also like 100 degrees. It was hot. We hit the French heat wave, man. It was nuts. (laughs) We were there for the only days that it was insanely hot. It (laughs) It was literally 100 degrees. We were really blown away by the metro in the sense that it's so efficient. It there's, is. There's it's a amazing. train every two minutes. It, I couldn't believe it. I know. And we all knew exactly where we were going all the time. Like, yeah. it's a very, very solid we system. We never got lost. <laughs> um, we stayed in, what was the name of our neighborhood? Menilmonton. 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 Which was, you know, lovely. It was lovely. It was, it was lovely. It was chill. It was fun. We had a great, well, 
Airbnb and um, it was so cute. Like our Airbnb so host cute. was. I mean, we didn't get a meter, but, like, you could just tell by the apartment how trendy she was. We just wanted to be her friend. Yeah, for real. All Um, it took was one Bob Dylan CD, and I was Yeah, she had an Otis Redding CD, and I was like, girl. And then she had a little bit of Red Hot Chili Peppers for just, like, some some spice in there. We played played, uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic in the morning, and we're like, yeah. Only I Um, think that was the morning that Corey was very hungover. So we were more like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay, let's start. Let's start at the at the beginning. At, at the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning. Okay, so we got in and we were tired because obviously international we were flights. We so tired. And we had a whole struggle with actually getting into the Airbnb, but we're not going to get too deep into that. Just know yeah. that I was ready to fight some people, <laughs> and then I ended up not needing to fight anybody. <laughs> no one was fought, but it might have happened at one point. Um, but yeah, so we got into the Airbnb and we were all exhausted. And then we were very quickly confused by the fact that like the sun stays up for forever in Europe, apparently. Like, <laughs> we were like, what is happening? Like, why is it never dark out here? <laughs> um, and then we, yeah, I think that's... That, I don't know. Actually, I think I disagree with that. I think the sun came up around the same time. There were just no blinds. <laughs> no, the sun definitely came up earlier, and it went down later. It did. It did go down later, but it I felt did. like it was up. Maybe I just didn't wake up till like, did. 6. It but I would getting... wake up around 6, and here the sun's for sure up by 6. It wasn't getting dark until, like, It did get dark yeah. a lot later. I yeah, exactly. I remember the morning and being then I was in that other room. You guys were in the bedroom, but you also had a window. The sun was coming up at 6 in the morning, and I was like, cool, five hours of darkness, that's fine. And then we, <laughs> um, you know, we immediately, so this entire trip was... We're only here for two weeks. We're only here for a couple days. We need to do everything. Gotta do it all. We did everything. And so... um, (laughs) We did everything in in Paris. We did everything. So if you are in Paris, just know that there's a lovely thing you can buy that's called a museum pass. And it's great because you pay... What was it? Like 40-something euros or something? It was basically the price of maybe two museum entrances, but it covers... Literally every museum we went you want to everywhere. go to. We went to the Louvre, which was amazing. It was hot, though. So hot. There was a weird thing. That, okay, so obviously the Louvre was amazing. Lots of cool <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> it was hot, though. <laughs> okay, so like the Louvre. Judy's laughing because she wasn't there. <laughs> I was in no. like cool Nordic yeah. countries. You She's were like, boy, <laughs> you. You could feel your fingers. You would have been so mad. Okay, but the thing about the thing about the Louvre though, it was just interesting because obviously we saw so much great art. I mean, we saw we saw the crowd around the Mona Lisa, and and we were like, "Mona Lisa is so disappointing." But it was like we saw the crowd, and we all we all got to take pictures of other people taking pictures of the Mona Lisa. It is. I'm gonna post that on our Instagram. Actually, I don't know if I did. I don't think I did. You should post it on the Instagram because you got a really good one. I did. But essentially, at the end of the day, we're like, "All right." I was like, "I don't need to see it. Like, I know what it looks like." Yeah, (laughs) we were like, "Leo da Vinci, you made it, bro. You made it." (laughs) You made it, fam. So, I mean, that was cool. But, yeah, in my opinion, I think all of us agree, it was more interesting to kind of watch the crowd. The spectacle around it. The spectacle around it than anything else. Because it was easily the most crowded room in the entire place. I almost feel like just by chance, too, because there was the Mona Lisa crowd, which was large. 
but there was also like a large group of small children. I don't know if you guys remember this, but like a ton of small children sitting on the ground in front of what's it called? Um, it's a Last Supper painting by. Oh yeah, who wrote that? It's such a good one. Oh, is it Christ um, in the House of Levi? Yes. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's big. Um, the, the huge one. Uh, Veronese. Veronese. Yeah. It's the it's the last the Last Supper that was like too. To you would yeah. never kind know it's a Last Supper. Yeah, people were not were not happy There's with like it. Dogs. It's in a the really it's a great story that we can do in some other episode. We'll do an episode a controversial. Basically, on last it was supper. A, an artist <gasps> being like, "Oh, you want me to censor my art? Okay, well, fuck you. I'll do this like very small change and blah blah blah." And he got away with it. So you know, whatever. but it's it's basically it's a Last Supper painting, but it's like the chillest Last Supper it's got you've a lot ever of seen. Drunk people in it. There's it's drunk got a people man with a bloody nose. There's there's dogs. a dog. Like people were not happy about it. Anyways, it's a great painting. <laughs> it's like where's Waldo, but Waldo's Jesus. Yeah. So, like, that is <laughs> That's such a good way to put it. Um, I need a check. It is very nice. It is. It is. No, you are. Um, But yeah, it's a, it's, I mean, it's a great painting. Um, I think if you were kind of following along on like our, our social media, I'm fairly certain I posted a picture of it, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's basically a, a Jesus party, basically. Um, (laughs) But, um, so there's. Jesus and the sinners. Yeah, exactly. There's two very important paintings in one tiny room. And it just, there ends up being a shit ton of people in there. Other than that, like, there was so much amazing stuff. Uh, The Delacroix room was fantastic. And I think we all had a similar experience of just being, like, one, we didn't realize all of these amazing Delacroix were so huge. Gigantic. And just being, like, kind of taken aback by them. So that was really cool. We saw so much, so much cool, important shit. Nike. Um, The sculpture of Nike, so good. Also huge crowd surrounding it. I was so blown away. My favorite thing in the Louvre, period, was the St. Sebastian by Andrea Mantegna. Like, I have never seen it before. It's, I don't know, people don't really, I don't think, know about it. It's not like one of those things that you just sort of like, oh yes, that famous work. But it's just amazing. It's from 1480. It it made I, I like wanted to cry when I saw it. Aww. I cry when I look at things that I like. I'm like, oh my god. So that was like what we loved. But also sleeper, although it shouldn't have been sleeper, the Egyptian wing. We yeah. were freaking out about it. Yeah. yeah. The Egyptian wings are amazing. amazing. There's so much. So much in the Egyptian so wing. And this much. this jumps back to our that. to our Egyptomania episode. Like there's so much in the Egyptian wing and the so French like French were like up in that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were maniaed about it. Yeah. We were all very excited about the Egyptian wing. I fell it, in love with the blue hippo. Yeah, I have a t-shirt, not from the Louvre, but from the British Museum, which of course also has a lot of ancient Egyptian stuff. It was a child's t-shirt, because I was a child, and it has a blue hippo on it, and it says the British Museum, and I wear it still, and it's kind of like a crop tee now, and it has moth holes in the collar, and also some very old wine stains, but it's just... (laughs) That sounds amazing. That sounds like a shirt I want to see you wear, like, right now. I'm surprised you could make that into, like... (laughs) 5,000 shirts that you could sell that shit at Urban Outfitters for, for so real. much 
money for real. like sixty dollars. Yeah, a piece. Oh, we should. Oh my god, god, we should sell that shirt. We should make that <laughs> shirt and sell it we on our website. We're gonna have an auction for the <laughs> shirt. But Child's British Museum. No, shirts. I was thinking. Yeah, we'll recreate it. We'll spill recreate this exact shirt, and then we'll sell them. We'll make spill wine on holes. it. Yeah. Oh my Just god! Be on the lookout for this on our upcoming merch. We have so many ideas, you guys. Um, it might sound better in theory, but buy it anyway. I want I it. I feel cool when I wear it. Still, I want so it. This is the original, so I'm saying <laughs> the remakes might not be as cool, but we're gonna try our best. I feel confident in this idea. <laughs> I think it's worry, not me. We um, got an optimist in this. So blue. But yeah, so the blue hippo. I I bought a little bead of a scarab beetle. I was really into the scarab and they have beetles. All that incredible jewelry. Oh yeah, yeah. so like, much jewelry. All that shit I can't afford. So yeah, the Louvre was dope. We saw so much shit. I think, and it was also like it was the first full day we were in Paris. So we were just like we had energy. We were alive. We were like so into it, um, which was really cool. But it, going back to where I started. To me, the heat's an interesting thing because the Louvre is arguably like the most important art museum in the world. Mm. It's interesting to me that they don't have climate more control. climate control. It is so hot it's, in there. It, that's oh, yeah. a very good point. And I remember noticing that because I was in, I've been in London a few times and the more recent time I was there, it was in the summer and it was also a freak heat wave. And we had gone through the British Museum and there were like little patches, like a corner of a big room where they'd have cold air blasting <laughs> from it. And then like everyone would kind we of had that stand too. there. But then it, it didn't it. spread at all. Yeah, it was yeah. Just like, Wow, this is kind of amazing. Yeah, and it's not good for the art. It's not like it's, it's not. not. We're looking there at there are a lot of perishables in here. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you guys seen Da Vinci's paintings? They are so <laughs> faded and dark, and I'm just like... Because that fool didn't know how to do oil versus Well, fresco. no, he didn't. And, <laughs> and honestly, I mean, his bad. But also, <laughs> like, Louvre, come on, like... But yeah, oil, it's gonna drip. It's just weird. I'm like, Eventually. I wasn't expecting yeah. it to be so hot, so that was yeah. a bummer. That was interesting, I thought. Um, um, but I mean, obviously, we only saw a portion of it. You can't like the right. whole. Louvre we didn't see the. Did you thing. guys see Napoleon's old apartments in the Louvre? I don't think no. we did actually. We did. Those oh. are a trip. Because at Wait, some what point, are they? so Napoleon moved into the Louvre and had his own lavish apartments. God damn it! I can't believe. <laughs> oh, we missed that. <laughs> I'm just gonna move in here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I yeah. I obviously dislike him a lot, but is it weird that like when I hear more and more about him, sometimes I'm like, you're like, hell no. yeah, dude, <laughs> or I'm just like, you know, at least like you were fucking ridiculously powerful, and yeah, you did a lot of horrible things, and you were a shithead, but like there are some things you did that I'm like, yeah. okay, you know what? One of this is like a quick story. One of my favorite Napoleon stories. He there's a painting by um. David of his coronation and his mom fucking hated him and <laughs> so much and wasn't down for what he was doing he had David paint his mom into the scene of the coronation like she was there like yes <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and she wasn't sad. <laughs> that makes like, me sad <laughs> oh 
oh my um, god. The Davids were also amazing. Yeah. Right? yeah. I've never the David the room David was fan, great. Yeah. I did like seeing stuff in person. Was it in the really scale? It was very yeah. similar, I think. Like the scales were the scale was a lot bigger than you expected and they were yeah. very interesting. And and I very should say cool. I didn't I never disliked them. I just never found them super interesting. I'd be like, oh cool symbol symbolism, man. But like I I don't know. I never found them that interesting. The, the Davids were good though. I they really were no, I did not see them in person. It was a very different experience. And he yeah, the timing of his career is just in and of itself really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last little point on the lube I do want to make the surprise Anselm Kiefer's mm. that we ran into was just like for for my contemporary people out there both I know like I was super excited I know Nat was super excited I was just like totally jazzed to see yeah, this because the Louvre is not majority older it's not like there's no contemporary stuff really but it, there was just like the surprise Anselm Kiefer that was amazing well, and, and so like big and just really beautiful. We had the same experience of because it wasn't like in a it was not contextualized at all. It was literally it was like in a liminal space between a stairwell. Yeah. It was like between Egyptian areas. And so we walked in and I we like you could just feel in the little group of us this feeling of like recognition but also just like straight confusion yeah. because it, it looked like Anselm Kiefer like if you if you're familiar with his work you saw it and that was like quintessentially his style like you know these like long elongated kind of drippy looking plants and like it was, it was so cool but why was it there <laughs> like but it was it was totally like you know you like come up like a stairwell basically it was very much and I think that's a perfect way to put it a like a liminal space as you're walking through this obviously insanely large museum like yeah. it, it didn't have its own room it didn't have its it it occupied this space of transition but in a very like beautiful striking yeah. way and it was Really I can't cool. remember the titles, but I want to say that they made reference to something like ancient Egyptian. Like I, I do, think they I think did. They tied in somehow, and I didn't spend a ton of time looking at the title or the information because they were just very cool to look at. Like they were huge, and like, it was it was almost like a triptych, but separated. Yeah. It was like two on opposite walls, right, and then one big one on the- a perpendicular wall, right? Would that make sense? Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense because I saw it, but I also <laughs> know what you mean. Um, and we can post pictures. I took I took. Yeah, yeah I took some so. too. We'll throw pictures yeah, up. Yeah, we'll put um, pictures up on the blog. We gotta keep going though. We're only through the loop right now. Oh my god. <laughs> this, might be, this might be a two-parter. This might be we the... We also didn't... I feel like you guys did a lot of arty things in we Paris, oh. and we didn't do as much comparatively in yeah. Berlin and Prague. For sure. So we did the Louvre, and then after the Louvre... Oh, right. We did, we did, we, we did the Jewish Museum. The Jewish Museum, and we met our boy, Charlemagne Palestine. Oh, Charlemagne! Can't a name like that. This artist yeah. is just so insane, and you guys should look up Charlemagne Palestine if you've never heard of him. Uh, we were like, what is this? We almost missed it. We were at the Jewish Museum. We're, we're dying, by the way, <laughs> because not only are we exhausted, but... It is 100 degrees and humid, and we're just very tired. And and we had been kind of, like, we had just done the Louvre, so we were kind of museumed out. Right. Yeah. And then we went through the Jewish Museum, and we were all exhausted and, like, trying to, like, which is a great museum, by the way. Like, I, I think there's some really cool stuff there. It was great. Very, there's a, they have a Chagall. 
which I'm like a huge Chagall lover. So I was very excited to see mm. that. Like anytime he's, you know, thrown in places, I get really excited. But it's just a cool, it's a really cool museum. And it's kind of tucked away and it was beautiful, but we were also exhausted. <laughs> Tired, man. Yeah. And then as we're leaving the Jewish Museum, we happen to look to our left and then we just see, like, through this sort of corridor in the courtyard, there's a wall, and it's just covered in, like, colored paper and, like, like, uh, like fabric, like gauze or something. What's it called, though? Like, uh... I don't know. Like, you hang, like, uh, part, like you hang out for parties. Like, party uh, streamers. Yeah, uh, maybe, like... Streamers. Streamers. There yeah, like, streamers, kind so of. Just, it, like, all kinds of colors and fabrics. It's an entire wall of these colors, and we were like, what is that? And we walked in there, and we look up, and there's all of these old stuffed animals hanging from the ceiling and we were like this is weird and then we go into this separate part of the courtyard and there's a room and the room was just so strange and amazing like it was just this area that you couldn't really walk into but it was like an altar to just all these like strange it was an altar to childhood. Like, it was like, yeah, but like, childhood. But like kind of weird. <laughs> and he, um, you know, he was like, he'd like sew together like parts of teddy bears. And this one teddy bear had like four heads. And on one side, there was like a female genitalia. And I'm assuming male genitalia on the other <laughs> side, but we couldn't see it. And just all kinds of crazy shit. And we were like, what is this? And so Charlemagne <laughs> Palestine was born in Brooklyn in 1947, and uh, his mom worked for the textile industry. And um, so he had this really traditional Jewish education. He deploys something called Meshuga, which is Yiddish for crazy, uh, a Meshuga acoustic and visual universe. So he, us he uses this Yiddish term to describe his approach and his eccentric aesthetics. And um, crazy is really the only way <laughs> I can describe his work. And we want to know so much more about this artist. I wish we could talk about him at length. However, this episode feels like our experience in Europe. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm trying to just get everything in. Um, for sure. Um, I mean, the thing about yeah, the we'll we've got some pictures of the of the Charlemagne Palestine work, so we'll add that. We'll put that up on our website. I personally was obsessed. It was like everything I love. It was like a lot of color and a lot of fabric and like craft and stuffed animals and just um, it was like a beautiful playroom <laughs> of and it was a weird mix of innocence but also weird and twisted it was fantastic and I loved everything about it so we will put an image up for you to see but that was just a happy little accident that we it was amazing that we ran into it and really like it reinvigorated us for the day. Which um, was good because then there was another happy accident <laughs> where we just so happened to um, go into a restaurant because we were exhausted. It was like a restaurant slash bar. And we're like, we got to eat. We got to get some drink in us. Like, we're exhausted. And 
at some point while we were recouping a like uh, a festival just sprang up outside the street <laughs> and we didn't realize <laughs> that we were <laughs> what is that <laughs> Natalie's showing me this crazy I'm like, picture. I'm like following that, along on my phone. I with don't pictures. remember taking this picture. I look so. I don't remember you taking this. I either. look so drunk in this picture. Um, oh my! But God. anyways, yeah. So we we were having dinner. We were having dinner at a restaurant down the street from the Jewish Museum, and and we kind of knew about this, but we didn't know details. And La Fête des Musiques happened, and it was. So much fucking fun. Like, and it kind of coincided with Pride. Yeah, it was, it was basically right before Pride. So Pride in Paris was happening that weekend, but we were leaving right beforehand. Um, so La Fête des Musiques. My dad was there for Pride. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, Whoa, nice. Just coincidentally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so La Fête des Musiques. Big festival, <laughs> music festival, just all over the city, and it's in every street, and it's just so, like everywhere. Oh, man. People are dancing and amazing. performing, and it was so fun. And we met some amazing people, like super cool people, and we got drunk on cheap beer. And, so drunk. And we danced, and then we drunkenly wandered to Notre Dame. <laughs> Where we confessed our sins. <laughs> In front of Notre Dame, and then we drank more. And, and we watched some fire spinning. Yeah. Oh, fire spinning outside Notre Dame. That was dope. And we somehow ended up back at the apartment. Um, and La Fête des Musiques was <laughs> happening right outside of our apartment, like a full-on, like, drum line. Like, it was until insanity. four in the morning. Insanity. <laughs> we woke up at 6 a.m., Hung over as shit. We were like, we are going to die. <laughs> However, Corey was the most hungover of us. And so Natalie and I were like, look, we don't feel good, but we're going to just, we got to have our day today. So we're going to. they're sweet baby angels. So we, amazingly, France just has pharmacies on every damn corner. And we found these amazing anti-nausea pills. And we brought Corey back to life. I and still have one that I'm keeping for my next bad hangover <laughs> because they are amazing. And so Corey was rejuvenated. It took a minute. It took some anti-nausea pills. It took some Powerade. It took some orange juice and a banana. But And it took an hour literally sitting in the shower. <laughs> but it happened. I became rejuvenated. <laughs> Which was not hard to do because our shower... The, the toilet, toilet was in the yeah, shower. Yeah, the toilet was in the shower. That, happened, the that was me in Copenhagen, yeah. too. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a true water closet. <laughs> and it's where water closet emerged. So, so, you know, we made it. We, we did we, it. We came back from a terrible hangover and we ended up at the Musée d'Orsay. And I just really... I'm not going to describe everything that we saw because, holy shit, we saw way too much. Because this episode's going to be four hours it's long. It's like a four-hour episode. <laughs> but we saw the most amazing show, and where the hell is the name of this show? Um, they have it in French. Uh, De la Um It was like Starry Sky or... You know what? I'm going to look it up because... I think it's like Beyond the Stars. Yeah, it's Beyond the Stars what it is. Beyond the Stars. Beyond the Stars and in English. it was the most amazing show. 
where we saw Van Gogh's, we saw Kandinsky's, Monet, some Gauguin's. I boo. love Kandinsky. Um, <laughs> who doesn't love Kandinsky? Kandinsky is a chef. They all love. Shout out to my dad who loves Kandinsky. Oh, oh shout out to giant, Dad's dad who has a giant Kandinsky print in his house. Didn't we talk about this at the exhibit? Yeah, we did talk he, about this because I took a picture of one in particular because I was like, my dad would really like this. Shout out to Felix. You're legit. It was so cool. It was so cool. This is for you. I never called you that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Did you call him Fifi? He's like, that's the first and last time I will ever say that. I'm so sorry. Your dad, dad who listens to all of our episodes, is like, what? Fifi? Both your parents are just like clutch. Like, I'll get notifications on Twitter and it's like Angela. Angela. She went on a rampage and just liked it. And Facebook, it's like Felix. Felix. For real. (laughs) Nat's parents are our biggest fans. They are. Um,. So this also, is- they're responsible for the Art History Babes wine. Also, shout out to Ange. Thank you for yeah, that. We you. love it so much. We love it. Thanks, Mom. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this show. So, it was crazy. <laughs> it, it was all about this, like, mystical experience that the symbolist artists um, in the 19th century really well, uh, uh, were reacting against this whole cult of, like, you know, so science and this idea of, like, naturalism is coming in. People were... There's all these strides being made in, like, what we know about astronomy. And so the symbolists and the impressionists start to really look to nature and the sky to find, like, spiritual meaning. There was a there was a Starry Night by Van Gogh, not the Starry Night that we know of that lives in the MoMA in New York. It was a different Starry Night, but it was amazing. We just saw so much. I just, I was... It was, it was a beautifully designed exhibit. I wanted to cry. Yeah, and it was, I mean, essentially, to kind of pare it down, it was about mysticism and landscape. Um, yes. And in, in a particular time span as well, um, with the Impressionists and such. And it was like, it really was a mystical experience. Like, yeah. the way it was broken up and the way it was curated was so beautifully done. And it really created, I think... Like, I think an atmosphere that a lot of these artists would have been very happy to be a part of. Yeah. It was a very beautiful exhibit. that's a good way to put it. And, like, I don't know. I just took a curation, my second curation seminar last year. But, like, we talked, we had an article that we read that was about wonder and resonance as far as exhibits go. And, like, the kind of, like you know, uh, push and pull of resonance versus wonder and which is more important. And like, I think this is a great exhibit to kind of encapsulate both because when you're going through, you, you feel like the wonder of it because it is the mysticism and it's beautiful and it's spiritual. And like, I'm not an especially like hard on my sleeve, emotional person, but I did feel a lot of emotions bubbling up, just seeing some of this art and the way it was shown and the way it was talked about. And the the resonance part for me really kind of lied not only in the fact that they had some just unbelievably historically relevant works of art, but they um, they did this thing where they would play like very soft background noises in each room, and that could be like music. Or in one room that was talking about World War One, they were it was like 
bombs and like shaking sounds and stuff but it was so subtle that I actually remember being in the room and being worried that there was like some sort of disaster going on outside like I had a moment of being like very unsettled like there was nothing that was like crazy terrifying I just felt very unsettled like something bad was happening and that was the point of that exactly exactly and as soon as I left the room the feeling left and it was fine but like that feeling will never leave me like that stuck so profoundly and that's the resonance like that they really did such a beautiful job and walking out of that room too you walk out of that room and then you walk into the next room which is all of a sudden this very mm-hmm. peaceful and that was lovely like experience astronomical yeah more that like, was the yeah. actual okay so the name of the exhibit um and guys was, I never remember exhibits this explicitly <laughs> like that should it, just say yeah. something in itself the name of the exhibit was beyond the stars and it ended the last room of the exhibit ended with these impressionist and like contemporary paintings that involved yeah kind of astronomical scenes or basically landscape of the stars mm-hmm. and but in a very like impressionistic asp- abstract way and it's beautiful and moving and like hopeful in a way mm-hmm. and and so you move out of this kind of like war kind of feeling and that's the war room was the only like jarring room it was all very calming yeah the rest of it was very calming but it was also so smart how they threw in this kind of jarring experience for one of the rooms because they were dealing with landscapes that had to do with world like with war they were dealing with war landscapes and so it became a jarring experience but then you move out of this jarring experience of essentially the worst of humanity you know war landscapes into the beauty of celestial events and it was just like so good it was Mm -hmm. so good and so beautiful and going back to our earlier anecdote we were all hung over still and it was just like the best exhibit we could have wandered into in that state because we all I think went in on our own little journey yeah we didn't like stick together per se at all we We did like run into each other along we went on our own little journey and it was very calming and it was just a very cool experience and easily one of the best exhibits I've ever been to yeah I don't I hope is it still going on I don't know if it's still going on or not if if it is Musée d'Orsay please check it out and if you want if you did get a chance to go like write to us about your experience and what you thought yeah what that was that's a an exhibit that I would love to just talk about but um all right, so uh, moving on. We're yeah. going very slow through these. We right are. Now, so um, well, up. these, to be fair, these were yeah. hugest art days. But yeah, so, and just the Musée d'Orsay is a fantastic institution. It is. Like, it was probably, it, I mean, it was my favorite museum in Paris. Although um, it was very confusing to fly, find floors three <laughs> through five. That was very <laughs> difficult. It is difficult. They need yeah. better signage. One through two were glorious, but getting to three through five, which was just like, what? We were like, there are five floors here? Like, How does this where? even work? Yeah. And also all of the all of the cafes were way like super busy exclusive. and we couldn't like get in. But it was my favorite museum. Um, so yeah, Musée d'Orsay, thank you for just like re-enlivening our love for art. That was like pretty amazing just thing that you our did. Minds. Just blowing our minds. Um, and then after that, we That's did Orangerie. Orangerie. And um, we saw our boy Monet. Water lilies. They were really impressive. I mean, I knew they were going to be impressive, but they were awe-inspiring sitting in this oval room surrounded by these enormous 
paintings that he did. And, you know, the fact that, um, the, you know, they, they don't look like water lilies. They just look like color. And, but they do look like water lilies. And so it was just, you and know. And also it's more like, I think the common, you know, like Instagram shot, and that's including the Instagram shot we posted on our, our Instagram is, is of the, the more calming water lilies. But the cool thing is there's two rooms of them mm -hmm. and they do evolve. Um, yeah. and in the first room, like there's an entire panel that has a lot of like reds and oranges and like, so there is, the panels differentiate quite a bit. Like they all some have of, different moods. They all have, mm -hmm. yeah, they all have very different moods and there are some panels that are kind of passionate or fiery and then there's some that are more calming and then there's some that include more like just illustration of like trees and flowers and then some that are a lot more impressionistic so they yeah. all kind of create their own feeling and it's yeah. just I mean the fact that it takes two whole rooms of these panels it just it creates an experience really unlike any other like you yeah. can't duplicate that I felt like the second room one of the panels was just very dark to me. Like mm -hmm. it was not only dark in the sense that it looked like dark colors, but it was also very, it just felt like somber. And so it was really cool to sit in there and contemplate these water lilies. And it just further drove home this crowning moment in modern art where Monet really gets to take home the gold as being <laughs> the Impressionist. Yeah. <laughs> he was the Impressionist. For real. And so, you know, I I, uh, I don't normally uh, agree with the reigning opinion about a certain artist or a movement or whatever, but in this case, Monet was the quintessential Impressionist and the water lilies are probably the most important moment in the Impressionist uh, movement. And even if it's not the most important moment, it's just so, um, it's so unique to go see because he did have that space, like the space and the paintings are so intertwined that going to see them is such a unique experience that like regardless of how you feel about Impressionism or you know, Impressionist paintings as a whole. Like, just go to that room. Like, trust, you will not reg regret going into that room. No, never. Whether you're an art lover or not. Like, it's just, it's a cool, cool place. And it um, speaks to just his, um, how he made it as an artist. You have to be established to have a giant studio where you can paint giant wall-long panels and afford the paint and the canvas to just make something that size yeah so yeah impressionist um, but yeah it's i mean it's a beautiful experience and and it's a cool thing too because i just in terms of like socially i felt like there was like an immense amount of respect happening in those rooms a lot like everyone in those rooms was quiet everyone was just like experiencing it in their own way and it was it was a cool thing it was i mean you know every like i took some pictures everyone took some pictures but it wasn't that overwhelming like i'm trying to get this instagram moment it, it wasn't was, a mona lisa moment yeah it wasn't a mona lisa <laughs> moment it was like i'm gonna get a picture but i'm also gonna like look at this or sit with this which yeah. was very cool we also only had like 10 minutes to get through the rest I know. of the lingerie um so we like ran through it really fast it's a great little collection i'd like to spend more time with it because it's just a lot of artists i have a lot of appreciation for um 
Modigliani's we got going yeah, on in there. Yeah, my boy, Modigliani. Um, but yeah, so it's a much smaller museum. Very easy to get through, but we literally visited like the last 20 minutes it was open. So. We were just trying to make our museum pass like just <laughs> worth the money. We were just like, we're going to see everything. Yeah, and we did. We did make it worth the money in the two days we were there. Yeah. Um, after that, we went and had some crepes on the River Seine. So dope. There were fireworks. It was romantic as shit. It was ridiculous. We saw the Eiffel Tower. We were like, there it is. There it is. <laughs> There's the Eiffel Tower. Um, so it was a very, yeah, very Parisian moment. It was very fun. We got back, drank a little bit of wine, went to bed, got up decently early. Got up at like three in the morning. It wasn't that bad. And what time was it? No, it was worse in Amsterdam. It wasn't that bad in France. We got up still early, probably like six. Um, Oof. No, because our train left at like 6.30. Yeah, so it was so. like 5.30 yeah. we left. And, uh, so it was still pretty early. And then we got to the train station and we headed off to Amsterdam. Oof. Hey Nat, did you know that the FDA doesn't require tampon companies to disclose a list of the ingredients in their tampons? That's pretty horrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so major brands use synthetic ingredients in harsh chemical cleansing agents, whereas Lola is 100% cotton and BPA-free. And for those of you who are a little more environmentally conscious and don't even want to use the applicator, they make applicator lists, they make various sizes and panty liners for those who yeah. want them. And yeah, you can customize your subscription so you can get exactly what you need, you know, in the right sizes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it gets delivered directly to your door so you don't have to worry about like... Lazy girl's dream. Exactly. <laughs> don't have to worry about running off to the store because they will be there every month at your door. Also, $5 off your first box... Come on, guys. Can't beat that. Pretty exciting. Head on over to trymylola.com slash babes. That's B-A-B-E-S. And start your subscription today. Go, guys. Do it. Amsterdam. Oh, my God. Where we were there for, like, what, 48 hours? Like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Such a short amount of time. Yeah. It was insane. And um, we were so tired. Look at look at my tired boy. Look at him. We're looking at Corey's rabbit right now. He's lounging. He is so cute. Amsterdam. I wish we could have been there longer. Amsterdam was cool. Amsterdam is just cool vibes. It's, like, a perfect mix of just like chill but kind of like kind of like uh gritty you know but like still beautiful and historic and chill at the same time. I didn't get time. much grit. Really? To be honest. I thought it was like dark and gritty like I. Girl I, I don't know I didn't get grit well you know what compared that, to I'm, like Paris? Okay mm, Paris, yeah, Paris was way grittier. Paris was like <laughs> gritty <laughs> like you didn't, you weren't with us the morning that we were looking for your anti-nausea medication. We were walking. What are you doing? Just kill a spider. Sorry. We, were, we were walking down the street in Paris and we were getting catcalled and I, I am a raging bull. If you catcall me, I will fucking fight you. And anyway, um, so someone's whistling at us and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm all mad. And it was a parrot. Like, <laughs> like whistling out the window. But anyway, Paris was gritty. Amsterdam, I didn't get the gritty vibe, but that was because we spent most of the day 
in lovely clean streets. We went on, we went to the Van Gogh Museum. We did which go to the Van Gogh I'm Museum. going to be posting a blog post about the Van Gogh Museum. The Van Gogh Museum was wonderful. It was another emotional experience. It There's, has the best museum cafe I've ever experienced. Oh, yeah. We had a lot. It, it was, was like amazing. We had such a good time there. The only problem with the Van Gogh Museum that it was really crowded. So that was interesting. It, I don't it was really crowded and like it was a weird thing because a lot of people were doing the guided tour. And I don't know if the guided tour is just really wordy or what. But people would do the guided tour and there'd be these entire groups of people standing around paintings for like crazy amounts of time. And it was like, we got to keep moving, guys. And it was just like, I felt like... So many people were doing the guided tour, and I was like, just look at the art. Like, just look at it and experience Especially it. Especially because it's Van Gogh's. Like, if it's, you know, if there's, like, all of these crazy layers of symbolism and shit to understand and, like, historical references, then read about it. But, like, feel it. It's Van Gogh. Yeah, like, right? Feel it it's all about emotion. It's all yeah. about feeling. Like, we, were pretty, bit, we were pretty frustrated feel some shit. with some of the museum spectators and... I'm going to yeah. get more into this in my blog post. If you're in a museum and you have been told like five times that you can't take pictures, don't take pictures. Word. What's wrong with you? Why are you taking a picture of the art? Are you really going to go home and look at every single picture that you took? Why don't you just no. experience <laughs> it? I don't look at the pictures like, I take. Stand, stand there and just experience the art. Don't be a douche. Nobody likes you. Ah, so anyway, Van Gogh Museum, we had good food. We went on a canal cruise. We did. That was nice. Highly was recommend. Very nice. yeah, what was it? Blue Blue Boat? Blue Boat. Maybe. <laughs> go on, go on I think a they're canal all, cruise. I don't know that, I mean, I'm sure they're not all great, but the canal tours in general, I think. Just go on a, because that's the cool thing about Amsterdam is they have, you know, they have the canal. The canals are like, amazing. Going through the entire city and like that was really beautiful and being as tired as we were was really nice to just like hang out and go on this little canal cruise and, and we got to see like the canals in the city and we also went on the outer points of the city into like the actual like bigger waterways and stuff it was it was very cool it was very neat it was amazing and so amsterdam we uh we ended up in your red light district of course we did amsterdam because what the heck how are we not gonna go and everything i'd ever heard about the red light district was true <laughs> Like, it was true. There yeah. are very scantily clad women hanging out in these little tiny little rooms with, like, an all-glass door. And there's a red light that's turned on in this room. And they're waiting for customers. And so that was insane. I was um, actually, from just, like, an aesthetic point of view, I was very pleased with the amount of red lights that are in the red light. It was district. nice. I, I was actually like, was oh. like, I wonder if there are actually red lights. There are red lights everywhere. There like, are red, red lights. lights are a part of the red light district. I thought that was really, I'm glad that was consistent. There was a high amount of uh, drunken tourists. A lot of bro groups. A lot bro of groups, groups of bros. Stag party. Lots yeah. of lots of drunk guys falling into the canal. <laughs> I don't recommend that. You know, we saw a lot, and uh, that's uh, we're just gonna leave it at that. That we saw a lot of stuff in the red light district. I think that's a good way to leave it. And, we uh, saw many things. We saw things that we didn't think we were gonna see. <laughs> 
So that was cool. Um, and that's all I have to say about and that. And then we got home at like 2.30 in the morning and got up like two hours later oh to catch, catch a train or no, a flight. Yeah, it was a flight. Catch oh a flight. God. We got on an airplane. We got on an airplane. <laughs> oh like God. two hours later. Oh my God. To Berlin. Oh, man. And oh. then we met up with baby girl Jenny. And yeah. then we then we were six girls. Six girls. Wow. Lines, five. beer, boom, sex. Oh. <laughs> six girls. Girls, um, that's a real thing that happened to us. Yeah, it was a real thing that happened to us, and um, it was very weird. We just was... we kept being counted, which was strange. <laughs> and um, I mean, when there's six of you, you're bound to get counted. I guess really? so. Like, I don't know if it was the heart of like the Berlin I feel like clubs, we were in we the heart were of Berlin. In the mix, <laughs> we were in the mix. We were pretty. I don't know we were in like a. In a, a we very trendy was, area. It was like trendy. Mm-hmm. It was trendy, so, but um, like, but so, like rough. Yeah. So it was, it was a little it, grungy. That for yeah, sure yeah, it was. Yeah. Grungy. Yeah. It was at one point East Berlin. Obviously not anymore. It was kind of grungy, but like in a cool way. It was like, cool. It totally. was very cool. We stayed at a very dope hostel. Oh man. It was very it was just very cool. Cool but like we just like walked in we're like this place is fucking cool. Like it was just cool yeah. vibes. I um, highly recommend the Sunflower Hostel in Berlin. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Good prices, clean. Um, right by an amazing vegan restaurant. Oh yes. my god. Double. There was a vegan corner. Legitimately an entire vegan corner right by our hostel. Multiple levels. Multiple levels that you got vegan, like a vegan leather shoe None of us store. Are even vegan. We were like, fuck yeah! <laughs> I spent a hundred dollars on a vegan. No, a hundred euro. Oh my god! This <laughs> is great. You're gonna have a. It's a great purse. Yeah. It's a great purse. Oh man. Anyway, I I needed we that. We ate many a meal there. I probably spent a hundred dollars on vegan food. You yeah. Your bag. We <laughs> ate like okay, so we were in Berlin for four, four days. days. We ate there every day. We yeah. ate there. We ate at this vegan restaurant every day the waitress knew us yeah there was also like a vegan like grocery store type thing um, downstairs and there was like a cafe and we also got food food from the cafe multiple times so basically this vegan corner fed us the entire time and it was like amazing food it was like the healthiest shit we ate on the whole trip yeah it was so great yeah. Very good. We were very pleased with all that. There was an amazing that. gin bar with oh. a gin connoisseur named Philippe. Philippe! Oh, gin chilla. Gin and tonic I've ever had. He's in amazing. My That's life. probably the story I've told the most since I've been in back, to be honest. My life. <laughs> gin chilla. He's like, what flavor notes do you like? And I say, excuse me, sir? <laughs> and then I told him after some prodding. And then he gave me a gin and tonic that was like lemongrass infused gin with a specifically paired tonic. It yeah. wasn't just any old tonic. No. Each gin had its specific tonic. Like a partner. little bottle that goes with your gin. And it was incredible. It was so good. Incredible. I was like, I don't know. I like mint stuff. And then he just whips out. This yeah. amazing, like, minty gin. He was a gin wizard. <laughs> it was so was. good. Yeah. What did we do? We went amazing. On, we went on a lovely tour. Yeah. We highly recommend... 
going on the alternative tour of Berlin. Hell yeah. With our good friend, Dave. Shout out to Dave. Dave from Alternative Tours of Berlin. We had such a lovely time with you. One of my favorite memories from the entire trip. He was so so good. He was just this lovely Scotsman. Is that... A politically correct term to Scotsman? call them. Wasn't he from Scotland? Yeah, but I, I I don't think that's Scottish. Well, yeah, but you've heard of a Scotsman, right? Yeah. That's like a name for Yeah, a, but I don't think it's politically incorrect. A Scotsman? Yeah, I could be wrong, but I don't think there's anything offensive about that. If I'm being that. problematic, correct me. But, um, <laughs> but he was just lovely, and he showed us everything. We had um, just this really thorough overview of all of the different kinds of street art that you encounter in Berlin. The street art scene in Berlin is insane. Insanity. And you can't comprehend it by just looking at it. So if you are there, you should really seek out this alternative tour. It's like a, it's one of the free walking tour, quote unquote free, which basically just means that they're not going to charge you a set price because they want you to pay what you think that the tour was worth at the end. Yeah, like, And we're telling you right now, it's, it's worth, worth a lot. Yeah, yeah. It was great and you get so much good information. So if you're interested in street art, graffiti, if you're interested in alternative cultures, like alternative living spaces, or just like Berlin in general and kind of like Berlin through the war, he had a ton of great information about that. Do it. You will thank us. Yeah, it was so great. You might get to meet... What was his name? Dave. No, no. Otto? No. No, no, no. Not Otto? I know. Um, I thought it started with an O. Osmond? Osmond. Osmond! Oh, my God. This man is a hero. He was so sweet. This 90-year-old man that used to help people get across... Yeah, in shoot. short, and we won't tell you the full story because you need to go to Berlin you and you need to go need on to the walking tour and you need to hear Dave tell it because it's not as good if you don't. Yeah, we're not even Basically, he started like a cute community garden like right on the wall and then there's a lot more to the story. And everyone just liked him so much so they just let him stay there. And he's a lovely man. And if you go on the tour, you'll get to meet him and it's so sweet. And when I saw him, I cried. Basically, I just cried throughout this trip. <laughs> yeah, like I saw a lot of emotional tears. things, and I was like, "Man, a lot of I even got teary at that point." But mm-hmm. yeah, so we did that, that tour, amazing. and then we ended up at YAM, which was the Y A A M Youth African Arts Mecca. Something no. market. Market. Know, Youth market. African Arts ma- Market. Yes. That's what it is. Which is confusing because it wasn't really a market, was it? Uh, I don't maybe know. just not maybe, when we were there. Maybe they do like it's more some... like a bar hangout spot when we were there. Yeah, but it's it... like a bar hangout spot, but there's also like people like it's an art space where people make art. There's also like a ping pong table and, and like a soccer. You can play soccer, you can lie in a hammock, you can live your best life. <laughs> it was just so cool. <laughs> they were like playing like what the hell's that music called? Like old school, like rock steady music from like Jamaica, like sort mm, of dope. just like if you like that kind of music, like Max Romeo, Lee Scratch Perry, I was like, yes, like it was so cool. Great vibes, all super around. good vibes. And we met the most lovely Swedish boys. They're not boys, <laughs> I, that's that's <laughs> condescending. Boys, yeah, they were young men. They're on the precipice between oh, boys and men. We had so But they're turning much, into beautiful men. So much <laughs> yeah. fun. We had our friend Max. 
our friend Anders, and who is the third guy? I'm Max sorry. Anders I'm, and uh, Anderson? No, no, no. Al. Anders. No, no, we said Anders. Although I know that, let's figure it out. Max, I'm going to start over. Yeah, no, we'll figure it out. I've got him on here. Spit. No. No, we'll find them. Hold on. <laughs> Was it like Alex? Yeah. Alexander. Alexander. Oh. We met our friends Max, Anders, and Alexander. Lovely, lovely guys from Sweden. And we just had so much fun with these guys. And we just wanted to hang out with them the whole trip. <laughs> and we didn't get to, which is very sad because they had to leave. But if you guys are listening... We had a really cool time hanging out with you. We hope that you all follow your dreams because we were talking about their <laughs> futures and I was quite drunk and I was saying, no, you have to pursue your passion. And um, ultimately, we're all very proud of you. We're just proud. Like everything <laughs> that you do is just going to be proud. These, these guys, we're just going to be proud. These guys are so, so smart. They spoke perfect English. Like, going back to what Natalie was saying, the Swedes just are intelligent people that know a lot of languages. And we just had such a cool time. And overall, Berlin was crazy good. Um, Corey clubbed all night long. Hell yeah. Till sunrise. Stayed up till the sun came up. So proud of you. It's literally, like, one of the... Shining moments in my life. <laughs> like, I couldn't we, hang. Like it was four a.m. and I was like, I gotta go. You guys clubbed hard too, though. I mean, yeah, like I maybe stuck it out a little longer, but you guys were out for a long time too. Yeah, I received my comment about the sun coming up at the same time because when we were walk- walking back at four thirty, it was not like sunny, but it was, it was getting like- that dawny like <laughs> glow. Yeah, so you're totally right. That yeah. The sun was probably fully up at like 6 a.m. Basically, the clubs stay um, open until like 9 in the morning. Which is amazing. Because <laughs> they don't open until 1. Or was it 12? It, it was, was 12. 12. 12. But really, no one gets there until 1. It's insane. I don't know how people just do that. Like, I by like 3 a.m., I was just really exhausted and I think I was, like, already hungover. It's, like, <laughs> my buzz, like, turned into a hangover. And I was just, like, See, honestly, done. staying up for me was, like, my saving grace. Because we stayed up. We danced longer. We, like, kept it rolling. Went and got breakfast and water. Came back. Only got, like, a few hours of sleep. And I woke up, like, a little a little dry. But, like, fine. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Annalise <laughs> fell out then, of the bed. <laughs> that was the night before. One no, 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 it she, wasn't. Yeah, no, no, it was. No, it was. It, 100% yes, was. it was. Yes, it was. It was the night we went it out was, with the... Yeah, it was the Oh, night yeah, night she was really oh, drunk Lord. that yeah. night. You're right. Yeah. She was way drunker You're that You're right. Night. Yeah. Well, um, and... But I do remember the next day us waking up and just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, because we barely slept, but, like, we had... We had one. She felt better that day. I did too. I did too. And the trick is for my clubbers out there, like you dance it out and then you get some nutrients in your body before you go to sleep. That's the key. And one of our friends who was there with us, like, was trying to meet up with a friend of a friend of hers who was like a Berlin dude. And we were going to meet up, and he, like, had gone out the night before and was like, oh, fuck, I just woke up. And it was, like, 6 p.m. And we were like, oh, my God. 
It's <gasps> crazy. The same um, thing. It's their Nocturnal Weekends. Is a yeah. Band. If, if Berlin doesn't have a band called Nocturnal Weekends, now started now. Yeah. It was like such a great experience, though. I would love to do it again. But yeah, so after our clubbing night, the next day was that when we did the cathedral and that was the, the day of our berlin club Dome. night the berlin Dome. oh shit we did that the day we went clubbing yeah oh okay so that. backtrack oh, what a blur <laughs> so before we went clubbing we did some shit that day too yeah so okay so we did we partied basically all day and all night with our people we met on the alternative tour yes. shout out dave shout out swedish friends yeah so much fun had such a great time the next day, woke up kind of rough, but, like, we're going with it. We did it. A friend of ours fell out of her bed. It was hilarious. We all laughed. <laughs> um, it was pretty funny. Then we were like, okay, we're going to take it easy, but we're still going to do shit. We went to, we went to, did we did we do the Holocaust Museum that day? That was the day the after Holoca- our club day. So, okay, okay, okay. The day of the club day, we woke up, we went to the bowl, we went to the boat tour. Boat tour, okay. So we were, we were feeling boat chill vibes because... We had had a crazy day the day before, so we're like, let's go on a boat tour. We can sit on a boat. So we got, we sat on a boat. Yeah, you did. And, oh, yeah, Nat and Annalise had to go, like, down below and, like, take a nap. I was just, Annalise was hungover. I was just tired. Yeah. I was exhausted. We just sat on a boat, and we looked at some stuff. It was, we weren't really paying attention. It was not as relaxing as Amsterdam. It wasn't as good as the Amsterdam one, but it was cool. Um, and then after that, we went to what was the name? What's the name of the cathedral? Dome. The Berlin, the Berlin Dome. Cathedral, right? Yeah, the Berlin Cathedral, the Berlin Dome. We climbed like 200 steps it to get to the top, but it was worth it. It was so worth the it. The view was incredible. And it's super, it's only like five euro to get in or something. Crazy. Yeah, it, wasn't cheap. A lot it was very cheap and totally worth it. Um, we actually had this weird Berlin pass that got us like two dollars off. I oh, think yeah. um, it's a beautiful cathedral, and I always get kind of like weird connection to Christian roots and You're like, like, like yeah, <laughs> for real, I do. It's like I get like this weird like I'm just gonna sit here and pray, even though it's not something I normally do, but whatever. Um, but it was, like, cool, very beautiful cathedral. There were these weird Dementor-looking things. Oh, yeah. There, there was some creepy shit in there. There was, like, yeah. these things that on, scared me, on some, like, pedestals that legit look like Dementors. Why was there no explanation? There was zero explanation. If you have explanation for the Dementors in the Berlin Cathedral, please explain it to we us. We need to know what those are. <laughs> that was had, so scary. Little hooded figures that had their no faces face. hacked out. Yeah, and they were like built into the like interior facade. Yeah, like, it, yeah. Was very, it, was very it was very. It was very strange. It was very jarring. It was, it was very jarring. Um, and it didn't really fit with the rest of what was going on. So if you have any information about that, please let us know. But then, yeah, we climbed a bunch of stairs. A lot. I think I was very, I think I was separated from you guys. Like, I got very separated yeah. from you guys and was just, like, wandering by myself. Some German lady came up and started talking to me. Like, very excited. She was very sweet and she was very excited. But she, I think, thought I spoke German. And she was just, like, speaking to me about the cathedral, I think. And I was just, like, nodding my head. And, like, yeah. I was like, I don't know. But she was, there like, There was a Spanish really... lady who was asking me all kinds of questions. And I was just, like, oh. I don't know. And she was, like, <laughs> screaming back and forth. And I was, like, you just got to follow the track of people. 
Because I think um, that's what you're asking. Yeah, yeah, right? But so you go all the way up and then you get to, it's cool. You get to like go outside and like you're literally on the dome. Panoramic. Yeah, that's and you can beautiful. see the <gasps> most beautiful view of Berlin. And we'll add some images of uh, some pictures of this as well. And we were up there at like close to sunset. So it was really beautiful. It was. Really it was beautiful like coloring. Time to yeah. Be there, it was a great time to be there. It was a very cool experience, like, <clears throat> down in the courtyard in front of it was also very beautiful. There was, like, some performers just, you know, playing some beautiful music, yeah. and the sun was setting. It People was, were just, like, sitting, chilling on the grass. It was great. Yeah, it was very beautiful. Definitely check it out. That night was the night we went clubbing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so then we, then we clubbed all night. That was also very cool. Oh, Suicide Circus. Check it out if you like techno. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and then the next day, we were obviously very tired. Um, and yeah. we did we did the Holocaust Memorial, which was... Or uh, the Memorial to the Murdered Jews of Europe. Which is right. a very apt title, yeah. and I appreciate it They're a lot. It back, which is good. One thing I think we probably all want to touch on is the fact that, like, it's an incredibly moving memorial it and exhibit. Was so... I think we all cried or teared up or yeah, got very emotional. It was rough. It was rough. It was, was fucking rough. Yeah. It was so thoughtfully put together yeah. by the curators and yeah. everyone that put time into, like, researching all of these different families. Like, that was what was the most striking to me. And just, like, the way that they presented things. And they would have profiles of different families from, like, one family from Hungary and, like, another family from the Czech Republic. And and just would say, like, what they did as jobs, what their lives were like before, and then what happened to all of them. And it was just such an incredible amount of research and care that was put into really trying to record all of these people's lives it was so um, human. It yeah. was just it really so was human. More, it, it really was, was. It was almost more human because, it, or more moving because it was so fact based that yeah. there was no need to like, you know, really like emphasize emotion. Like the emotion yeah. was there it was if just you totally, just read yeah. what actually happened. You exactly. just needed to know the facts and you felt the gravity. And you just need to see the pictures, story, yeah. or yeah. it would be like direct letters and direct quotes, or yeah. So it was all just like all of those museums tend to be just like very very real and totally. yeah it was an incredibly intense and moving experience if you're in berlin you absolutely have to go you, yeah um very well done. one yeah. thing that i think we all commented on though and i'm just gonna like put annoying these, ass people well there's oh. that but i'm just gonna <laughs> kind of put this on blast there's a like restaurant slash club oh, okay literally yes. right also across ass people yeah <laughs> literally right across the street and yeah. they're like it, bumping bumping music. music that was fucked up like loud music like At, like noon on and like that's never appropriate yeah. but there's obviously a it's heavy like, visitor flow at that time i'm sorry but that's not the place for your club like if that's i mean a restaurant's one thing i that i don't think that's a problem but yet, like bumping music trying to create yeah. this party vibe across the street from a very somber very intense memorial to yeah. one of the greatest atrocities and it's yeah. like kind of how dare you like it was very it almost felt uncomfortable. like it felt like on purpose yeah I, was like, I feel like you guys can't not know that yeah. this is super inappropriate so do they put it there to like 
ease people's conscience yeah. afterwards or something. No, I don't know. I just it was, yeah, it was, it was exactly it was, like it's one thing you can like have a restaurant and and it would be fine, but it was yeah. the it was the entire vibe. It was the it was the, fucked up, and there were like not, teenagers in the actual exhibit that were like on their phones and being really like running, loud and yeah. running around and giggling, and it was just like. It's not, I don't so much blame them as whoever was their chaperone, because they were clearly, like, 15 or 16 or something. It's just like, you know... But also, like... Oh, I blame them, yeah, actually, in that grow situation. Up. Yeah, like, they, no, that's no, true. Only yeah. because there were other situations where I was like, oh, someone should be watching you. But in this one, it seemed like they were hiding from their chaperone, so I'm just like... Oh, you know how shitty you're being. Like deep down, you know up. that what you're doing is inappropriate and wrong, and you're like ashamed enough about it to like try and find the quietest, darkest room, but yeah. like not ashamed enough to just not fucking do it. I also yeah. remember like being a child, like way younger than high school, and going to a Holocaust exhibit with my Girl Scout troop. I think, yeah, like, probably in like fifth grade. And that experience was not, I was not running around giggling. No. Like, it was yeah. as a fifth grader who didn't understand really entirely the Holocaust or World War II or like, I remember that being a very intense, somber experience. Like, because yeah. if you're a human, you realize that genocide is not okay and right. it's not a laughing matter. And right. so it's like, I don't know. Being 15 is not an excuse. It's time no, to grow dude, up. Yeah. Like, no, it's definitely not an excuse, but it was all on them. They were just being little, little no, assholes. It was oh, not cool. Um, so for our younger listeners out there, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're not that type. Exactly. But if you are, <laughs> like, take that as a warning. You need yeah. to, like, grow up. Just, <laughs> just don't. Yeah, just don't do that. Um, yeah. But, it, yeah, definitely check it out if you're in Berlin. That was a very oh. cool experience. Very intense, very moving, very important experience. Um, Berlin was intense. It was. We it was had, a lot of things. Yeah, and just like there. walking along the Berlin Wall and thinking about yeah. that existence and how it was going on into the time where we were like we were born. Yeah, is crazy. The Berlin Wall was still up. It fell, I think, right before I turned one year old. So like that's like it's weird that that was a thing. Like. Because it seems so far removed from, like, our existence, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. I, well, uh, what's his oh. name? Who was it? That was, no, that was singing on the Berlin Wall when it fell. Oh, oh Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff, dude. Hasselhoff was, was singing in 89. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> he just showed up like, yeah, this is my time to shine. <laughs> Oh my god. Night Rider. No, but yeah, the <laughs> fucking night motherfucker. No, the Berlin Wall was it was a very interesting thing to learn about and to walk along yeah. along it was that very was a trip. cool. Yeah, um I think we had a lot of interesting experiences in Berlin. There's no way, sure. like we can't we just can't. We can't <laughs> tell you all of it because there's just no time. I'd love to I'd love to go back. It's I a would love to city. go back. Yeah. Um, um, but where I 100,000% want to go back is our next stop <laughs> and our final stop in this whirlwind journey, which was Prague, Prague. in the Czech Republic. Oh my God. I've been there before. Beauty. I was there before uh, as a 16 year old and we were only there for like a day. And so we got to go there for just a little bit longer, but 
Um, Prague is just like this magical place. We had a lovely Airbnb. First and foremost, holy hell, if you are on a budget, <laughs> but you want to go to Europe and have a, a magical right? medieval vacation, like feel like you're in a magical castle land, yep. go to Prague. It is so cheap there. Our Airbnb was crazy cheap. Yeah, and it was it beautiful. Was. It was amazing. And we just had the, we got the best deal. Um, we were able to just get on a tram and we were in the middle of like old town, like right away. Everything is cobblestones and canals and just like beautiful. beautiful. And we had the most insanely amazing vegan food. Again with the vegan food. I know. Um, we were so just great. So it all vegan food. It was, place, it was yeah. vegetarian, that place. So still great. Annalise had that great cheese. That's the only reason right, we really right really remember right. it wasn't. So if you're clear head. Clearhead in Prague, go there. Um, <laughs> it was so good. And we we ate like queens and <laughs> we drank like queens we too. Did. In a building that's older than the United States of America. Which older. Is it used to be the home to a guild of puppeteers, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Puppets are a thing in Prague. Um, there's like marionettes like all over the place. You can get really problematic marionettes yeah. of rabbis and stuff because Prague used to be an enormous Jewish community. Yeah. Um, and something like 30% of the population in Prague were uh, Jewish. Hundreds of years before, you know, they stopped being in the Austro-Hungarian Empire, when they were still Bohemia. Oh, yeah. And it is Bohemia. Like, you feel, yeah, you're dude. like, I am it's, in it's Bohemia. It's a different world. It's totally, yeah. Prague was so amazing. We went to this amazing bar called Hemingway's. There's a Hemingway's in like every part of the world because he was everywhere, apparently. I mean, we drank. It was just like it was started by someone that just really dug Hemingway, yeah. I think. Yeah. We, like, we, I don't think there's any actual attachment to Hemingway. No. It's just the owner I just really also, Those cocktails were the fanciest things. And I was like, Hemingway would have just drank some straight fucking whiskey. Exactly. Yeah. And there were actual, like, there was a list of rules. Um, yeah, in the bar, swear. Yeah, one of them was that you was you couldn't swear, yeah, which we did. Don't worry. Which Hemingway would not be about. Yeah, at all. we I had this on. like remain seated, which did not <laughs> occur. I drank absinthe. They had this amazing drink there called the Fairy Ale, and it was just absinthe was beautiful. with all kinds beautiful. of herbs in it and lemon. Um, at one point, Ginny was dancing to James Brown, and I, I just saw that, her actually. arms were like leaving trails in the air, and I was oh, like, "Whoa!" Really? <laughs> Whoa. I didn't know that detail. Um, I was tripping. Um, so that was cool. Also, I broke a cocktail that was a snow globe. Yeah, I yeah. shattered it Corey everywhere. Got this beautiful. 
beautiful. No, it wasn't it was mine. A, oh, yeah, it was it Annalise's. Wasn't it was it, this beautiful cocktail that came in a snow globe. And Corey just like took a sip or didn't even take a sip. I didn't like grab it correctly and it shattered everywhere. But it, it was, was like a legit snow globe. Like there was like snowflakes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Prague, we just weren't there long enough. Um, there was a castle. There was a cathedral. Dope Cathedral. Um, St. Vitus Cathedral. We drank um, wine from a 10th century vineyard. That was uh, that dope, was dope, dope, one dope. of my favorite moments. The sun was out and then it was pouring rain, but the was sun crazy. was still out. It was like that Credence song. Like, have <laughs> you ever seen the rain yeah. when the sun is like shining or something? I don't know. It was really beautiful, too, because we were like obviously under was, a yeah. canopy and just drinking wine yeah. and, and we had the most amazing view of Prague and, I was and like, it was oh, sunny and know. raining <laughs> have you ever seen <laughs> the rain <laughs> falling down in a sunny Prague day ah. um, but yeah so we had walked around a castle and pretended to be medieval princesses yeah. walking to like windows and looking out and then and, the like, oh. and then walking across ballrooms because that's what you do when you're a princess. That is what you do. Um, I felt like I was a princess. I know. It was it was an intense experience. And then we had wine in a 10th century vineyard, which was really cool. So beautiful, too. Like, we had the best vistas. We, yeah, we definitely. Met, um, we met the biggest fan of Manchester United. Oh, yeah. The biggest fan. What was the, what did he call himself again? Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, right, but was it like wasn't it like a specific Mr. Miyagi? No, I think it's just Mr. Miyagi. Okay. Miyagi of Manchester. I mean, maybe like related to that. You but. know, apparently this guy is famous for um leading looked him up on YouTube. Leading made, like <laughs> sort of rally chants um, he, during so, Manchester United football I got the whole games. Spiel. He <laughs> They've always done chants, but they never used to be that exciting. And he started making up dance moves right. to the chants, and then that's what he's famous for. Just he came up with these guy. little dances. Yeah, he was he was funny. <laughs> he was interesting. He was interesting. Yes, that's definitely a character. Yeah, he was very excited about his internet fame, and I was like, "Good for you, bro! Like, you should be yeah. like, was, that's awesome." He was a sweet man. He was a very yeah. sweet man. Oh, we went to the Alchemy Museum. <laughs> oh my god. The yes. Alchemy Museum. Talk about so, like, I feel like not knowing what we were in for. <laughs> I feel like people in Prague love their legends and like talk about legends like they're actually historically factual. Yeah. Which I love to a certain degree, but it really came to a head <laughs> at the museum of magicians and alchemists of old Prague, which was really, to my perception of it, a, like, fun house. Yeah. It was just, like, a wax museum. <laughs> what I said when we, so we came out of the museum, and I turned around, and I looked at Ginny, yeah. and I said, That's That's I, <laughs> I turned around, and I looked at Ginny, and I said, as a lover of all things kitsch and haunted houses, that was amazing. Yeah. As a historian, that, that was, was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and that basically sums it up. It was the most ridiculous combination of random, like, Ugh. 
alchemical legend and like stories that didn't make sense. So like, but didn't it didn't make sense even a little. The research and and the interpretation of any research that had been done was very poor. The translation was the very translation hard. was oh, poor. Really rough. Um, the recreation of one of the lead alchemists like homes <laughs> was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen him at. Like his house did not look like that. Wasn't Rudolph from the Habsburgs was like balancing oh on like a okay. like a trunk? <laughs> I was like, why is he doing that? And Shakespeare was there for some okay. reason. That was the thing that really blew Jenny, my mind. Jenny, do you have some things to say? <laughs> that was the thing that really blew my mind. So a museum was a two-parter. So you go in and you buy your tickets and it's this room where they have like little planets that you can like crank around in a circle and <laughs> once again the flat earthers would really love those right they'd really get get off on that so they had that and then they had a recreation of this like fucking dungeon room with three alchemists and and all these spells were written on the floor that guy is like just going through the one room. of them is being sucked up through a hole <laughs> We overheard a tour guide say, straight-faced, serious, this one guy was sucked through a hole by the devil because he made a deal with the devil. Whereas this other man standing here made a deal with the devil, but he used his powers from the devil for good, so the devil didn't take him. Sure. <laughs> Fact. Sure. Also, why was he being sucked up through a hole yeah, and not down? Exactly. But, I was about hey, to ask. I don't know... All the things about the devil. So I thought <laughs> at first, at first, I thought he was being like. Um, I, th I thought he was like falling through the ceiling. No, like, he's getting sucked he was up. Getting sucked up. That's okay. what the yeah, you would said. think he would be sucked down through. No. Yeah, through because. Also, the floor of this room, it just had this, and there, actually, I've got a great picture of Jen um, in this room <laughs> that I'm going to post to the page. Um, the floor is just this crazy, like, quote-unquote, alchemical yeah. magic symbol. Circle. Yeah, it's a circle symbol, so you would think the person would be sucked down through that, yeah. right? Yeah. But No. That was the first part, and then we go over into a tower, which was apparently an actual alchemist like lab. And so we go up these rickety stairs, and there are these like Czech ladies who are just like chilling and like taking cigarette breaks, watching us like, oh fuck, you know, like these people. <laughs> and so then we get up to the top, and they have more of these ridiculous like there's these, a dragon's these egg. Man these mannequins had very realistic, wrinkly faces, but the limbs were like what I did in like elementary school for halloween dummies where you like stuff Strong. crumpled up like newspaper into pantyhose yeah that's, that's kind of what it was and um they would just be in these ridiculous poses and our tour guide who was like this very sweet young girl who had like written notes on a piece of paper so i was like mm, you're like <laughs> clearly not doing this all the time maybe someone was too hungover to come in or something she was like reading them and she was just like and there is william shakespeare who was a spy for Queen Elizabeth and came here. <laughs> I was like, Many no, people he don't wasn't. know that. And I was just like, what the fuck does he have to do with alchemy, though? <laughs> Why would he be here? <laughs> he wouldn't be spying on alchemists. Maybe he was. I should look into that to double check. If you know, if you have any information, please send it our way because we were dumbfounded. But it was yeah. the weirdest shit. Just 
little William Shakespeare sitting on a barrel, writing on a piece of paper right, right. in this like alchemist lair where they had like a stuffed black cat. There was a dragon's egg <laughs> in like a, a box. There were many <laughs> bottles filled with various liquids. It was That's so there. odd. There was the, the homunculus. Oh yeah, the homunculus. <laughs> that was cool. But yeah, it was very much like a fun house and not necessarily a <sighs> historical examination of alchemy. Yeah. Um so I mean it's not like it was expensive or anything. So if no. you're if you're in we the all had a good time. Yeah, if you're in the mood for something silly and fun, go for it. But if you're going for actual historical Prague might not be. Yeah, probably not where you want to go is that museum. Um oh, We also God. went on a ghost tour, which was similar. Which was not a ghost tour. <laughs> we had like this tour guy that was from New Orleans and <laughs> And he just made, like... He didn't seem to know why he was in Prague, no. honestly. <laughs> he wanted to go to Paris, but then he also wanted to go to Barcelona, but it was easier to go to Prague, so he went to Prague and, like, talked a lot of shit about people in Prague, just, like, openly in the streets, <laughs> and asked us what we were doing. We are like, oh, we're, like, just finished grad school, we're touring around. He's like, oh, what for? And I said, art history, and he's like, so what are you going to be, a teacher? And I was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he was Which, something. not to say that being a teacher is not bad, but it's like, we've all heard that before. Yeah, dude. it's just one of those, like, it's dude, very don't, unoriginal. don't ask us that. We're trying to enjoy our trip. Yeah, like, for real. He was, he was something. He was strange. Um, um, but <laughs> altogether, though, I mean... God, I don't know. Prague was just so magical. I just want to go was there. Very it cool. was very magical. We, um, Jenny and I went to the Alphonse mm, Mucha oh, Museum, yeah. which was dope. It's a really great exhibit. If you are a fan, it, you should definitely go. It yeah. was really, really well done. I think just a, a great examination yeah. of his work and like the trajectory of his work. Totally. And, and yeah, and, and it was also at a time I was like, at this point in the trip, I was very sick and very tired. I, I got like super sick at the end, which sucked, but whatever. Um, it and, was also Muka Warhol Dali. Yeah. So the yeah. actual museum, it's interesting. It's three levels. And it's Muka, Warhol, and Dali, which is an but you interesting. Have to pay separately for each of them. Oh, yeah, intriguing. it's an interesting <laughs> combination. Um, you have to, you can pay for one, two, three, whatever you want to do. We were on a tight time constraint, and I really wanted to see the Muka exhibit, so we just did that one. But it seems, I mean, it was a cool museum. It was a great exhibit. I'm sure the other two are really good too. Oh, totally. So definitely check that out. If And it's right in one of the main squares in Prague. It's in the same square as the alchemical clock. Yes. Which is also very that cool. That shit is cool. Very cool. So yeah, a lot of stuff's usually happening in that square. So if you're in Prague, definitely check that out. Um, you went to the museum of what sex machines? The sex machine museum. So sex machine. While yeah, while Corey and Jenny were checking out some art, I went and checked out some sex machines, and it was a really interesting museum. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's like a few floors, and it just takes you through like the history of like sex objects um and there was just all these really interesting like steam powered like dildos and vibrators and little cute steam little steam powered yeah dildos. i swear yeah. To, i believe I swear you. <laughs> there was these like really interesting seats that enabled better angles and um all kinds of uh really fun little 
um, like moving, uh, like dioramas that you could like crank and I mean, you couldn't crank them. They were behind glass, but they were, it would be like a, the scene of like the inside of a brothel. And it's like these sure. little figures that when activated start to, uh, engage in, um, in coitus, in coitus with one another, some kind of like really silly sex toys that you would never use. There was an entire room dedicated to just crazy BDSM stuff, which you're just like, damn, like who's using that thing? And, um, the answer is many of you nasty freaks out there <laughs> and it was just really fun and it was very popular there was a lot of people there there was a room where you could go and watch old-timey porn sure which was very fun and all throughout the museum on the walls are just like pictures from old brothels and stuff with just your ladies of the night and and also just um like other sexy images that weren't necessarily of like prostitutes just people doing it so i i mean i really enjoyed that because i enjoy a good sex museum and so <laughs> that was really fun and um so i highly recommend the sex machine museum in prague it's uh it's a pretty well put together little place and sure. uh, it's cheap to get into there you go that was prague and that was prague and that was prague and that oh. was europe and we did a lot of crazy shit um, I broke a shower. Oh, yeah. Oh. So we went out with a bang. Jenny, do you want to tell the story real quick? So. <laughs> this is literally the last thing that happened to us in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of us had to fly out very, very early. Uh, so we had to wake up at like 3.30. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to take a shower at like 12, 12.30. Because, you know, I'm going to be traveling for a long time. And our shower initially was, like, the nicest shower. I was like, wow, like, they have multiple different shower heads with different pressures, and this is really nice. But it didn't drain very well. So, you know, having, like, five, six different people there, after a while, it got very slippery. So I step into the shower, and just like a fucking baby deer on ice, <laughs> I fell right <laughs> on my ass. And I laid there for, like, a brief, brief fraction of a second being like, wow, I really just did that. And then I heard a loud sound, and then I heard the crashing of many pieces of glass. Oh, my God. And I looked behind me, and the shower door had shattered into, I kid you not, like, thousands of pieces. <laughs> yeah, thousands. <laughs> and, um... I wasn't there for this. I went to try and check out this, like, metal bar, and I'm, like, hanging out with these, like, locals, and Jenny sends me a text just being like, yeah, so, uh, FYI, I broke the shower, so make sure that you don't go into the bathroom without shoes on. And I was like, fuck. And, and I and our two other friends rushed into the bathroom because it was a loud crash. Like, we were, sin like, seriously concerned we were like what could that have possibly been besides like a bomb like it was crazy like, so we run in and like yeah we run in first instinct like jenny are you okay and she's like yeah i'm fine and so we were like okay and then we look around 
And we're like, what just happened? <laughs> like, and it was like the craziest image, like Ginny standing in the shower, like amongst a sea of shattered glass. Naked, like, bleeding <laughs> hand, bleeding foot. <laughs> my, my friend was like, you were like a combination of the birth of Venus and like Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> it was quite. Annalise did a really good impression of what you looked like. <laughs> With your legs crossed and your arms out, like like the the, the stigmata. <laughs> and it was, and I like I mentioned, I was really tired, and I was like tired and sick, and like in a weird headspace. And I walked in after making, like after we all made sure Ginny was okay. Like my my head, which was not like with me at the time, I just like couldn't couldn't figure out what happened all I saw was like all of this shattered glass and I was just like staring at it like how did it, like it was like kind of beautiful and like also the craziest and like my friend was like putting on shoes for me and she was like lift up your foot and she's like no your other foot <laughs> It was fucking ridiculous. And it then I like so crazy. tried to go to sleep for two hours but couldn't, obviously. I remember you and I, because everyone else had left, and you and I laid down and we literally fell asleep laughing. Like we were like laughing about what had just happened and it then we like fell asleep as we were cackling. Ridiculous. It was like the In best. Our Airbnb guy, like we messaged him and he's like, oh. <laughs> like this will be very expensive. And it was a hundred euro and I was like, that's not expensive. Yeah. Uh, he but was so we, like, we split it half and out. half and like his review of us on Airbnb was like everything was okay. <laughs> Is that all he said? Like yeah, I thought yeah. he just, I thought he said okay. No, he said everything, no, everything was okay. So we literally went out with a bang, which was hilarious. After that, Nat went to Croatia for a week and I went to New York City for a week. I played it very chill for the most part, but did some stuff, went to the Met, which was awesome. Um, went to MoMA PS1 warm-up. So if, like, you're in the New York City area, you have to go to this. It's, like, MoMA PS1 Contemporary Art Museum. And every Saturday they do warm-up. They have, like, DJs. And it's, like, a dope party. And you also get to, like, look at art and shit. It was super fucking fun. So if you're in the area, check it out. I saw a really good art house film fuck what was it called the what's the name of a person that studies birds jen you should know this <laughs> an ornithologist ornithologist that was the name of it <laughs> so i saw <laughs> you asked <laughs> so i saw this dope art house film called the ornithologist which i really enjoyed check it out if you like art house movies um so yeah i did some oh also went to stonewall in New York City. I've been there. Stonewall was really cool. It was really chill. I just went with a friend and we had a drink, but it was just a dope place to check out New York City. So that was a quick rundown of New York City stuff. Croatia, you do anything dope in Croatia? Croatia was amazing. I got to see Diocletian's Palace and Split. I got Fuck to yeah. go on a Game of Thrones walking tour, which if you're not a Game of Thrones fan, that's fine. But I feel like a lot of people would probably be really excited about that. A lot of people are. That. And even if you're not, I mean, it was in um, Dubrovnik. And Dubrovnik's just an amazing city because it's basically a fortress on the ocean side. And it held out for many years and was never conquered by their great uh, rival, Venice. So the fact that they held their own against the Venetians for, like, that whole time is just 
pretty amazing. So Croatia was great. I am a little too sleepy to really get into much more detail. Tis, tis very late. <laughs> this is probably our longest episode. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I think this I'm is the longest episode we've ever recorded. I think, very I mean, we, we did our best to give you a rundown, but obviously, like I our said. Our best is two hours, so that's pretty damn good. Right. Um, you guys didn't feel like you were there. Our Euro trip was intense. Literally every day we went as hard as we possibly could and yeah. many nights we went as hard as we possibly could. Um, just want to give a shout out to, uh, we did have a few listeners in Europe that reached out to us yes. that we we really would have loved to meet up with you, but we were just going so hard and so fast oh, that it just like didn't happen. Um, so hopefully... Next time. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully in the future when we can do a little bit more organized of a like actual maybe like art history babes meet up in that area that would be amazing yes. um we definitely still be about it so please don't feel like we were you know blowing any of you off no. we were definitely interested it was just we were just coming down off of grad school it was just a lot it was a lot we did a lot it was really crazy <laughs> i was really sick for a long time after it was a lot <laughs> my nose the whole trip and then weeks after. yeah I didn't get healthy like I was sick the entire time I was in New York I didn't get healthy until probably I had been home for a week I was yeah we we hit it as hard as we possibly could and we also did that coming straight off grad school so please don't take any personal offense to that it was literally just we did our right best. literally right after yeah we it was just a nuts trip but we very much hopefully in the future would love to do like an actual art history babes meetup in europe that would be so totally. cool so hopefully you enjoyed this episode of just a fun recap of our trip to europe if you have any thoughts or <laughs> or any anything about you know any of the stuff we mentioned because we talked about a lot please email them to us at arthistorybabes at gmail.com uh, like us on Facebook uh, follow us on Instagram at arthistorybabespodcast so you can also see when we do other adventures follow us on Twitter at arthistorybabes check out our Patreon patreon.com slash arthistorybabes donate if you can we sincerely appreciate it uh, most importantly please Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and write us a review. Not only do we read them, but like they're just very important to helping getting like help getting us noticed and all of those things. Yeah, we love them, and we love them so much, and we love you so much, and we love this so much, and we just love everything. Uh, any, any, and I, I will always love you. Yeah, pretty much. It's a perfect send off. It really is. Anybody else got any? Final words. No, that does Whitney. It. Whitney did it for us. Yes. Slash, slash. Um, Missy Whitney. It's not just Whitney. It's also. Wait, who else does that? Why can't I? This is ridiculous. Well, I just keep thinking of this is the end because I watched no, it on my way home from Croatia <laughs> and they play that. Have you guys seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah. At the very end when they're like going up through the light beams yeah. and like. Seth Rogen is Dolly Parton. Oh, oh, it's Dolly it Parton. Dolly. <laughs> Dolly Parton, and you then guys Whitney. Think of Dolly Parton. I'll think of Seth Rogen. It's all good. Dolly Parton, uh, Whitney, Seth Rogen, whoever you think of when you hear that song, they're all great. We will always love you. We will always love you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch good you next time. Bye bye. From
Anders. No, no. We said Anders. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Let's figure it out. We were... Max, I'm going to start over. Yeah, no. We'll figure it out. I've got him on here. Spit. No. <laughs> <laughs> You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.